gentlemen. S-O-U-L-J-A-B-Z. Bird wall, do my dance, make it look easy. What's up, everybody? This is the Road Ones Podcast. We back again for another week. It's B robbing the bank as usual. Yes, sir. King Duke Sanity, Hoodie Chris, Duke Red Duke, whatever you want to go by. Call me it. I don't care. <laughs> and... This man Josiah came back. We got Josiah back in the building. Uh-oh, uh-oh, so, uh-oh. Such a long pause. Yeah, it's good to be back, you know, after our hiatus. I know y'all took over for the last week and y'all held it down. It's good to be back, though, y'all. I mean, if anyone listened to last week, last week was pretty much the recap of, you know, the stuff that was going on in our lives during this 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 year. This yeah. crazy year, pretty much, you know. So, Brandon gave his, I gave mine. Josiah, you want to share with people what you've been up to lately? I mean, it's not really much to talk about. As Chris would say, you know, I'm just retiring the jersey. That's our little cold word for, you know, I'm hanging it up. The streets can't have me no more. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. We're off the streets, guys. I was not ready for that. Lie? <laughs> I was I not ready for that. I'm out of here. Wow. We're done. We're done. Ladies and gentlemen, we have our first ever live retirement on the Rogue Ones podcast. Josiah Brown is leaving the streets. How do you feel about that? You know, it, it was just about time. Sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. you got to be an adult out here and mm-hmm. just wrap it up. And it's, it's time to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, makes sense, makes sense. So what, what you're telling us right now on the Rogue Ones podcast is that you feel like you're trying to win. You know, I, I think so. I think we did. I think I did. Golly. What? Y'all see me all in shock of these words, man. It's the truth now. Dude. I think I'm done out here. Do you want to get the audience, like, the backstory to how you got to this point or or what? Look, I, I, I give a short recap. Basically, right. five or six months ago, you know, I had the need to feel like I needed to be someone, to be with someone. And I was like, eh, you know, if it happens, it happens. And I said, you know, Lord, if it's a sign, then just, you know, just send them my way. And then two weeks after that, suddenly they have relationship issues. And I'm like, Lord, you sent her my way. So I guess it's time for me to go. <laughs> and that's what happens. Tune in to the next Josiah Tell All podcast. <laughs> Just, this is the most information this man has told on this podcast ever. Fact. <laughs> or the story. Well, Josiah is clearly in love. Uh, Brandon, you retired during any time It's a matter of time. Matter of time. It's a matter of time. You got a time table? See, I'm too. I'm a Gemini, but we can't give too much information. <laughs> That's why that we in the same. We in the same. We in the same boat. There, look, like Josiah over here a Cancer and shit. On me, I'm too. I'm too mysterious for this game, bro. But just right. let's believe it's coming soon. It's coming soon. Cancer's just looking for the best out there. That's all that's going on. <laughs> yeah, I should have had a fair world tour or something. For me, <laughs> well, me, my time around like 26 though. I'm like 26. I'm 25 right now. So that's so. a year? Yeah, I'm like a year away from retiring. I'm trying to go out like 60. Oh, the countdown begins. I'm trying to go out like Kobe with 60. See, bro, it's time to talk about your dirty boys. My dirty boys. Come on, man. The dirty boys. The dirty boys. Oh, right. People, 
Well, we're going to start with me, Durag, Duke, the sports guy here. We're going to kick it off early with some things that's going on in the NFL. The nastiest. The nastiest oh, things going on in the NFL. If you haven't been following, you know, the trending news and haven't watched the sports center and all that, the Washington football organization, once known as the Washington Redskins, <laughs> has been in the news a yeah. lot, mainly because of their name change. But earlier this week, there was rumors about a post coming out from the Washington Post that was going to drop, what's the day, uh, Sunday, and this post was supposed to drop Thursday, Thursday, Friday? Yeah. Yeah. Either way. There were rumors of you know the Washington Post dropping this big like article about things that's going on in the Washington football organization, bribing referees to like throw games and everything so they can get high draft picks. Just a whole bunch of stuff. Mainly those things have just so far just been rumors. It's not much that's been confirmed about the matter. The only thing that's pretty much set in stone about the thing is that there was a hostile work environment within the organization and there are a lot of women that's coming out now saying pretty much sharing their stories and you can look up the article on the washington post they got it up right now but pretty much just saying their stories of how just being touched or you know whatever goes on in the workplace whatever made them feel comfortable they're pretty much coming out and saying it right now and my take from it is well before i even get my take dan snyder did come out with a statement afterwards pretty much you know shaming the whole like allegations and everything saying how there's no room for that kind of you know atmosphere in the workplace and everything you know a few months ago we was talking about ab and he was kind of in a similar situation with his uh sexual uh, assault charges and i defended ab to an extent but i also like play you know i kind of played devil's advocate with that situation i came to ab to defense but i also made it clear that like if those allegations are true then i do want ab uh you know prosecuted to the utmost degree <clears throat> yeah. but in this situation i can't play devil's advocate with this one <laughs> There's no way. The thing that kind of runs me wrong about this is the fact that the day a day later he came out with this statement like shunning everything, shaming like pretty much just saying like this is a big no no in the workplace. But my thing is, if you're the owner and everything, you know what's going on in your organization. Like, at least stuff like that, you know what's going on in your organization, right? And if you really had like no no tolerance for that kind of attitude in the workplace. Yeah, whoever was guilty of the uh, like the charges that were said, then they would have been kicked out right on the spot. Yeah. So my acting well, the way I look at it, I think he in on it. That's just how I feel. Like that's fair. He's been under the road since then, and pretty much it's going to happen. All these NFL owners, we're going to see pretty much probably like a month or two later down the road. All these NFL owners are going to shun this man. They're going to say they don't want him. You know. In the NFL, there's no room for this man in our league. Right. He's going to get booted out the league, and rightfully so. But I'm pretty sure all these owners are in on, like, little stuff. Yeah. Because like, they just the first ones that got caught. Exactly. It's just like. Which makes it even nastier to a certain extent, but. And just the way the world is, like, especially in America, like, you don't become that rich. On clean money, like you know, we you, 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 you don't get that rich by having your hands clean. Got freaking yes, just just look at the state of the world right now. Like we got the Weinstein's and the Epstein's. Like mm-hmm. they got money like that, but you see the nasty stuff that's coming behind it. So I wouldn't be surprised if the NFL is like too far short from that. Uh, do you think the NFL would? I mean, especially with all this stuff going on, you know, the social injustice. Yeah, injustices that's going on in the world. Just the climate that's going on in the NFL period. You have the race issue. Mm-hmm. You have the whole pandemic of whether they want to play or not. 
now you got to deal with this. So it's kind of like, do you think this is one of those things that the NFL is going to attack head on or at least act like they're attacking head on, you know, to please the public? Or do you think this is something that's going to be like put on the back burner? It's definitely going to be, in my opinion, just because we see the work they've done in the past, I feel like it's going to be put on the back burner just because of, like you said, the, the things that are, in a sense, more, quote unquote, and I can't even say it in a sense because that's not true because this is obviously important because of the victims that were involved. But like, I feel like they they don't have this on the scale of importance compared to the race issues and the social injustice issues and and the pandemic as well. So I feel like after they put out the initial statement, they're going to do like some quote unquote investigations like they do on everything. And then it's going to be a wrap. We're going to forget. They're going to expect us to forget about it by probably the end of the year. Makes sense. It's like, <laughs> these organizations, man, it's just like yeah. they're, they're run by powerful people. Everyone, from the top down to the organ, well, not top down, just the higher ups, higher ups, it's mm-hmm. all very wealthy and powerful people. And one thing that people don't realize is like the commissioner can't really step into everything and like it just right. slap punishments on people because for sure. him being the commissioner of the NFL, his job is to work for the owners. Like yeah. he's the worker, right. and they're the yeah. they're the queen. The and he's the middleman. Yeah, yeah, he's just the middleman. So that's why I asked the question before: like, do you think there's something to be put on the back burner? Because I feel like if my accusation from earlier is true about how all these other rich and powerful owners mm-hmm. clearly got dirt on their hands too. So yeah. if Dan Snyder go down for probably if his hands are like involved in this and he goes down, then I think that creates room for other owners to like start panicking like it's a ship going of down. Course. It's a whole yeah. ship about to go down just because of one man. Because essentially anything like anything that happens is always a reflection of the owners. In a sense, Goodell is just a mascot. Mm-hmm. Just like the same thing with the president, like ultimately it's Congress and uh, the Senate and stuff like that in the House of Reps. But every, all the flack essentially goes to the president, even though the president makes the executive decisions. Mm-hmm. But it's still that still helps. So, like, I feel like Goodell, he's just he's always painted out to be the bad guy. But he's like you say, he's just a representative of the people that he's serving. Mm-hmm. So and it's kind of because Dan Snyder has a history. Pretty much, not pretty, not a history of this, but he has a history of just crookedness, being on the yeah crookedness, or just being on the wrong side of things. Yeah. even before the whole how the uh the name change of the Washington, he was like, I'm not changing it. Yeah, yeah, before yeah. he was whole, I'm not changing it. Is this and that? And I don't think I don't believe Dan Snyder to be a racist, but the whole story behind him loving the name, you know, Redskins so much is because like he actually grew up a fan of the team and everything yeah. when he was a kid, which makes sense. But if but if you're putting that above your refute you know refute like to understand and sensitive like being sensitive about the situation mm-hmm. or seeing that how that could be derogatory or you know demeaning to some people mm-hmm. that's a problem because <laughs> you're putting your fandom above you know essentially how people mm-hmm. feel that's true which is kind of inevitable and inevitable in the world because like you know like we i ain't gonna lie we live in an oversensitive world but mm-hmm. That's a serious topic. It is a yeah. serious topic. But I think because uh, Skip Bayless kind of made a point, too. It's a lot of people that's like, you know, around Skip's age or a lot of these owners age, they come from a, a old fashioned way of, course. of thinking. Of course. So it's hard for them to kind of break that. And I'm not making excuses for them because the term, the term risk is wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and right. Think I'm, but. At the same time, we've all been guilty for saying it because prior to this year, we were all calling them the Redskins. Well, yeah. But now yep. that you know it's offensive, then yeah, it's time to change the name. But as I was saying, like, 
I almost lost my point real quick. But anyway, <laughs> him like something. I don't necessarily like blame him for wanting to hold on to that tradition as bad as he did. Right. But just once it got to the point of like, bro, you're you're offending people, then I feel like you gotta have a change of heart. And he even went to the extent of like having a survey done way back when when they wanted them to change the names, and he pretty much got like uh a select few of Native Americans to be like, yeah, we, we don't have a problem with it. And that's when he was like, well, see, they're not mad at the name, so I can keep the name. Exactly. But more of the story, he has this history of like just being on the wrong side of things. And I, it's, I don't know what I, what I really want to call him because I don't really want to come off as offensive. But it don't um, matter, bro. <laughs> he got money. He can he can wipe his tears yeah, with his money. It just, he just got this real. He just got the old fashioned way of thinking. I don't necessarily think it's uh, rooted in yeah. hatred or rooted in racism. Yeah. It's just something everyone has in them. But at a especially point, NFL owners, because like in comparison, you got like the NBA that's very forward thinking, mm-hmm. and then the NFL is like obviously the complete opposite. Like I know with the NBA, of course, they still making people stand for the national anthem, mm-hmm. but there is more conversations being created within the NBA because it's a players' league. Yeah, I'm like, I was just about to tell you that's because the NBA is definitely player centric. Yeah. Where in the NFL, it's like we can go find the owners, like from yeah, the right. they come the owners and coaches, bro. Yeah. and the players like they're they're willing to toss them out players unless you're the cream of the crop. Yeah. but uh. For Dan Snyder, old-fashioned way of thinking. We've all been guilty of it. Uh, my whole, I just don't really think this is going to be pushed as hard as it should be pushed in the, you know, in the face of the, in the face of the media and everything. I feel like we're going to probably have at the rate, at the rate that news has been coming in. We probably got like another two weeks of talking about like this specific topic of Dan Snyder because pretty soon the topic's going to switch back to the main change of the uh, Washington right. yeah, organization. Yeah. So I feel like this is probably going to be put on the back. I don't want it to be put on the back burner, but I just feel like it's going to be just because it's filled with so many allegations and the whole thing before this uh, article dropped was everyone thought this was going to be this big bombshell thing. Yeah. And then the article comes out and it's basically just allegations and rumors. And then some, most of the rumors don't even directly have to do with Dan Snyder. It just has to do with the fact that all these things happened while he was under his watch. In charge, right? Yeah. So that's why... I don't really see us like what's a suitable punishment can you give a man like it, let's say he really didn't know about this like can you really punish him for that if he didn't know about it if he didn't know about it no you can't really punish him it, I think but, the most but we know how the NFL is even if you're not guilty yeah you're gonna be guilty by association because I saw uh, exactly I saw Jay Gruden's name thrown in there too right. he's not with the organization no more I don't think because essentially exactly. they, expect you to, they expect you to be able to police everything, which is obviously impossible. Mm. But if something mm. like that slips, like, I don't know, just because how detailed the reports was, mm. in my personal opinion, it's like there's no way that you can just let this slip under your nose without knowing anything mm. about it. That's To me, that sounds impossible. But, I mean, like I said, that's just my personal opinion, but I don't know. You know the first thing I thought about when I saw these reports? Mm-hmm. Do you remember what? the B.O.B. song, uh, John Doe? Yeah. Do you remember the video? Yeah, that, yeah with, uh, uh, with Skin Diamond yeah, and everything, Skin Diamond. and how she goes to, like, a corporate America party. Yeah. She's about to make. And she, yeah. I think that's pretty, I don't, well, I'm going to say it's about the NFL. It's funny how, we, it's it's how It's funny we, how you brought that up, like, a month ago when we were on live, and, <laughs> and, and this, this happened. Like, yeah. it, well, for the people that don't know the song, look up, go on YouTube, type in B.O.B. John Doe. Shout out B.O.B. Yeah. Cool artist. 
Uh, he has this song. It's an old song, but the premise of the video is about a young girl coming up in. I, I'm assuming she's in L. A. Yeah, trying to make her way in L. A. Get up to the corporate ranks, so she gets invited to like a corporate America party. She goes to the party, and it's nothing like she expected. Like they're doing lines and everything else you're not supposed to in the world. But anyways, and then she pretty much just learns what what the real world is yeah. in corporate America. It's not all clean tucks and yeah. smiling and shaking hands like it's real dirty in, in corporate America like their hands are very dirty so that's why I brought that up because that video and this situation just has so many similarities now mm. once I thought about it like that though yeah but another thing about it too is this kind of how when I said earlier pretty much how dead side had been you know in the news more than once about, yeah. about things and being on the wrong side of everything it kind of goes to show you how how lenient they are towards that side of people and how what's the word? <laughs> nah, state the side, Chris. State the side. They're so they're lenient towards white people. They're very like white people can mess up corporate white people, not all white Over people. and over and I'm over. Not, I'm not gonna not gonna group all white people. Over and over and over. But people like Dan Snyder, if you feel like they're like Dan Snyder, then yes, I'm talking about you. Then. Yeah. All right. So people like Dan Snyder, yes. they're giving chances over and over again. When they clearly show you their true colors the first two times around. Right. And then they're steady mm. giving a chance to get And when it's us. Yeah. And for, for instance, Nick Cannon, who, yeah. who, from what you said yesterday, who his statements wasn't even necessarily wild. You said, from what you heard, it was more so the person he was talking to. Yeah, those person who was saying the wild. And he was kind of doubling down on them to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. Like I said, another guilty by association situation. Yeah. But like, like I said, like I said yesterday, like, all, all we see all these articles about Nick Cannon saying, Something anti-Semitic, but nobody said what he said. Yeah, no one said what he said. <laughs> they just said like the premise, and then what you said the premise was wasn't even necessarily what, what exactly said. Exactly, but that just goes to show you say that, and a day later he was fired from the show he created. Yeah, <laughs> literally a day later. But mm -hmm. meanwhile, you have Dan Slater, who has this is probably his fifth offense. Oh, probably like third or not fourth offense. Probably like, deeper than that. For yeah, all we know, deeper than that in the last in, in a five year window, pretty yeah. much. And if you open that even about. wider, you probably find some more <laughs> incidents. He's still there. <laughs> and so it's just to bring it back around to Nick Cannon. It's crazy how we point out these things mm -hmm. and we can speak up on it. Be like, well, John is given this amount of chances, but Jerome is only given one before he's thrown out the exactly. door. And then we're called anti-Semitic. Yeah. But once they're at, they're going through this and they're like, okay, well, this, John only needs counseling. John yeah. needs rehab and then get Jerome out of here. Facts. They're, then we can't we can't call them for what they is for that. Or or if you're like an undeniable talent like AB, mm -hmm. of course, essentially your star power gives you multiple uh, multiple chances. Mm -hmm. But they are gonna keep chalking you up as the crazy one, mm -hmm. and he needs help. He needs help. Something's wrong with him. CTE, CTE. Even mm -hmm. though he, he even have us thinking that sometimes, which is like, which is just like I said, it's just a it's just a situation. <laughs> Based off of a circumstance, mm. so like, of mm. course, he's gonna be portrayed in the media a certain way because his because of his actions. But it's all it's all <coughs> it's all systematic at this point, mm -hmm. and it's clearly it's clearly shown. That's right. So, sorry, you got any comments on Dan Snyder? He nasty. Man, I think y'all said enough about Dan Snyder. Uh, tell him he nasty, bro. Every base that there is to touch on that, man. Bro, tell him. Tell him he nasty. Needs to investigate this, and I hope, like you said, doesn't fall to the back burners. But you know the way this thing goes, it probably is. The next time we probably hear about this is probably like eight months from now. Exactly. It's probably gonna be a decision about it, and then it's probably gonna end just a fine, if anything. I doubt they actually fired mm -hmm. him. I don't know. I think, like I said, Goodell is only like you said, he's a mascot, so yeah. he's only gonna go after the things that the owners tell him to go after, and 
back to my original point, if the owners feel like this is something that's going to blow back on them eventually, they're not going to do they it. They're going to tell them to drop it. I mean, they may tell them to say right. some things to save face for the, you know, for the media. Like, oh, yeah, we're looking into mm. it and everything like that. But at the end of the day, I just don't feel like it's going to be much that's brought out of this situation. Right. Really. Cause, right. I mean, not to not to down there. So, like, some of these stories are kind of old. And either way, like, if true, he's wrong. But just the fact of the, the age, age of the stories is always going to be what, you know, what makes people turn away from them. them. Like, oh, well, that was five years ago. That was six years right. ago. Like, get over it type stuff. stuff. Yeah. When in reality, like, nah, he still needs to be punished for that. Of course, he actually did it. But that's exactly But I know we got, you got to bring us something. With the music, you know. Of oh, course. Old Tory. On me. Old Tory. Oh, Mr. Lane. Quarantine Radio King. <laughs> Arrested on gun charges. Mm-hmm. Apparently with, or was with Megan Thee Stallion. Originally, I found out that she just had a foot injury. I heard she stepped on glass during the first reports. Like I said, I'm going to do this in the chronological order. At first, we hear that Tory gets arrested on gun charges. Mm-hmm. He was with Meg. She gets hurt. She gets rushed to the hospital for a foot injury. She supposedly stepped on glass. A day later, we find out Megan Thee Stallion gets shot. A day later, <laughs> we hear that she was rushed to the hospital to get the bullets taken out. This story is so weird, bro. <laughs> this story is so weird, and like, and and I don't mean to sound insensitive, but TMZ is they bag to like cut stories before, like cut factual, quote unquote, factual news before we get all the story. I, an example when Co- when Kobe died, I hate this. I hate this. I hate this is the main example, but. We found out about that before his family actually found out, which is a problem. Mm-hmm. And we can list all the many other things that they stories that they broke before facts were like solidified in they are in their uh, statement. But they even didn't even say that she got shot. So I'm like, yo, why is this story escalating every single day? And then we got the rumors that Tory shot her, which I'm not too big on those, but the memes on Twitter are crazy. <laughs> you think he really shot her? Nah, I don't. Th- I- Chris, I don't know, bro. <laughs> I saw, I saw <laughs> one, like, one uh, tweet trying to make sense of the story. They said they think that Meg and the girl that she was with jumped on Tory, like, in the car, like, they were trying to jump or whatever, and shot her in the foot or whatever. And then there's the stories of her and her friend wanted out the vehicle, then an argument started, and then that's when the whole thing... See, and I'm hearing that they were attacked by somebody else, and she was trying to get away, mm-hmm. and he was shooting back, and somehow it hit her. But it just don't make sense. Yeah. Boys in the hood, like. <laughs> I mean, she came out and she said, "Like, well, she's hurt and traumatized, or whatever." But I mean, but, and, I, I mean, really she's like, and, and and don't get me wrong, like she is the victim in this situation, so I don't expect her to just be spilling her story out. Mm-hmm. But it's just so many loopholes and. Like, yeah, why would I hang with Kylie the day before? Exactly, and Brandon, I know you saw what she posted on Instagram. Nah, she dude. posted a picture on Instagram like a day later on the beach, showing her foot, saying, "Thank God for another day." <laughs> it's the fact that she's showing her foot in that caption. It's like, do you know what you're like? Oh. And this, I seen a meme. No, I seen a tweet that said, "Okay, yeah, now Megan got to jump her too." I was like, yeah. <laughs> Bro, it's crazy. <laughs> I'm trying to. Are they were they together? 
Who? Like was was Megan and Tori like seeing each other or I don't know, but I keep seeing stuff saying we were rooting for you, Tori. So I think there was some interest there. But you know how celebrity couples are. They be doing it for publicity. Like I heard like when she was with Moneybag, I heard that was just for publicity. So it's yeah, like you know, you know how celebrity couples are. I saw one like drawn out uh what what? A Twitter detective that was talking about the situation, basically saying that uh it was said it was a love interest between the two or whatever, yeah. and Meg's label told like told her to break it off with Tori or whatever, mm. and like I guess she did, and argument started. Boom, bam, she sliding the foot. Did you see the video of her getting out the car? Like, nah. Yeah, they got the, they uh, released a video of them when they was pulled over, and the police were telling her to get out the car. You know, she got her hands up. You clearly like she's bleeding on the concrete. And what? Then, like her foot's like dripping, <laughs> and you could tell like she's. Hard time like mm-hmm. trying to move and everything because, like, her foot's clearly hurting and then like walk backwards and everything. That's crazy. Yeah, they got the TV dropped it, of course. Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> this is what you said. I'm curious about what it looks. So, oh, yeah, I'm yes. tripping. Well, no, I don't know, but I do hope man has a speedy recovery on me. Like, uh, I hope this situation gets cleared up too, thanks. just so all the rumors and misleading tales that people are making up and trying to figure out themselves. Right. We just don't like false news around here. It's just false news right. is weird. Uh, That's been twenty twenty for you, bro. False news. I don't really know right. what to hope for Tory right now. Uh, I hope he gets out in case he's innocent. If and he I, didn't do I, it, I, free that man. <laughs> if he did, keep that man. Facts, facts. But and other depressing music news to a certain extent, man. Kanye for twenty twenty. Question mark? Question mark? I didn't say it was a statement. That no exclamation point of man. That was a question mark. Making that question mark. <laughs> Listen, man, Bruh, I know y'all seen the campaign. Listen, this is strange. You know I've been riding with Kanye for a long. Of course, you know of course. You were probably my <laughs> the first first Kanye fan I knew on record. <laughs> I, I rocked with Kanye for a long time. And now we reached the point in well, we've been reached this point in a row. Yeah. But what we had to go on separate <laughs> like two ways. years ago. <laughs> like two years ago, me and Kanye yes. had to go on separate ways. And it's actually start, starting to affect my listening to his music. Yeah. And yeah. it's that's unfortunate yeah. for real. Once you start getting that bag, it's a problem. <laughs> and I recall Josiah uh shaming me just because I said I don't like listening to Kanye music anymore ever since he switched genres and went to, you know, Christian music. Christian alternative. Yeah, Christian alternative. I still don't know what that is. And I don't feel like that's a bad statement. <laughs> but according to Josiah, that's bad. Look, man, like the way I see it is, I know not everybody's out there is Christian, but I feel like if you're at least Christian, I mean, you can support his music from a distance. You can listen to it once in a while. You can't say you don't like the music just because. You know, but I was still like genre, with, with Christian, Christian music. music. I still want context, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's some gospel songs that I, I I like, and more so the message and the context. But his overall his overarching message is still the same stuff that he would like yeah. practicing his regular secular yeah. music. And yeah, I don't feel like. Taking a secular song and remixing it, or remixing a beat, or a chorus, or sampling stuff to fit a Christian narrative, I don't necessarily feel that's Christian. It music. still defeats the whole purpose. That's, that's pretty manipulative. Because you like the song because of what the yeah, secular it's, it's side it's of it. Like, I, don't, yeah. I don't see how you get. I don't get 
I mean, it's hard for me to judge it, mostly just because, like, you can make a lot of Christian songs out of secular music. It's been done before. There's a lot of beats taken that they switch things up like that. So, I mean, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying it's right. No, I'm saying if he really is trying, then no, man. I think behind this one thing because, it, I mean, you can't have a Christian or non-Christian beat because it's a beat. This is whatever you make it to. But, yeah, like, literally, like, secular lyrics... And then you're changing them around and everything, and you're having to make it into a Christian song. Like, nah, I, I, it's something about that I can't really get with. <laughs> I mean, I, I can see your point of view there, but I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I think like, you can still get behind him a little bit. A I, don't little. Know. I mean, I, I would support it if it was good, but <laughs> it's not. It's not good either. Like, it's, it's not so much that it's, it's Christian music, it's just the fact that it's not good. Like, yeah. Like I said, it, context is everything. Message is everything. If the message isn't conveyed, like Drake can sell a blank disc and say it's Christian music. I'm going to buy that. But like I'm saying, context, like I said, context is everything, bro. Hey, context is what speaks to you. That's how it works. So speaking to you is what you're saying? <laughs> right. Well, what have you got out of right. Christian music while you're talking? I mean, you know, there's a couple of songs in there. It's just like, okay, maybe I do. I feel like he does love the Lord, you know? Mm-hmm. It's occasionally some of them songs. But how is this helping your walk? God is. You, you know, there's a couple of songs. But how, but, but how, is this helping your, how is this helping your walk in life? Look, the way I view Christian music is, if it's something that gets me thinking about the Lord, it works. That's all it takes. Hey, you see, you answer the question, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have a church episode. Only. <laughs> so, so, hey, bro. Catch the next If it makes me think about the Lord, my faith, and things that are going on in that type of world, then I consider that music worth listening to. That so, when was the last time you listened to a song off Jesus is King? Let me know. Uh, last week. Cap. <laughs> well, no, I'm not. <laughs> what? Why? Why? Why did you go to it? I literally, uh, because my sister went to church last week, and I was like, you know, Kanye West started making Christian music, and she was like, oh, really? I said, yeah, maybe you should check out one of the songs. And I was like, one of the beats are fire in one of them. I said, you just give it a listen. Because, like, even... It was definitely last week. Bruh, because... Nah, because it's just a different kind. Because, like, even, like, artists like Lecrae, he came out and said, I am not a Christian artist. Yeah. <laughs> like, so just, so do yeah. you still listen to, like, for that instance, will you still listen to that? Even though he was like, my whole career is low-key flaw. Matter of fact, not even low-key, high-key flaw. The thing is, though, like, he might not say it's Christian music, but if he's trying to present a Christian music to people, if he actually is trying to make Christian music, even though his self is not Christian, I think that's still considered Christian music in a sense, isn't it? Nah. Nah, nah, nah. It's still a car, right? At the end of the day, you still made a car. Bruh, no. You, bro, you, bro, what? No. <laughs> and then for Kanye's case, case, like, listen, I, I understand people have past lives and you can you can clean up your act and you can live for the Lord and that's all great and everything. Mm-hmm. As much as possible, it's not impossible for anyone and Kanye's not excluded from that list. Right. But right. for me, for someone <laughs> at one point in their life to be professing to be a god, and then probably not even probably like two albums later. Now you're now you're you're pro gospel. Yeah. I mean, if you if you made that change like for real, I'm glad you did because you needed to make that change. That was an accurate estimate. That right. was about two albums later. <laughs> you need to make that change. But it's also you also gotta know it's gonna be people that kind of cringe at you just because they don't know if you're first of all being mainstream and then also uh, proclaiming to be like. 
Christian and everything, it automatically makes people cringe a little bit because like, how can you really live both? How can you really live? You can't live both lives. You know what I mean? Right. Like you can definitely have success and be Christian, but I don't think you, if your success came from what you were doing before you found that life, and then you get into that, you make your wealth and everything, and you switch to that life. Then, then I, I feel, feel like, like it's, it's kind of like, how do you keep, keep your ends going? Yeah, because, because, I mean, switching up Christian music, yeah, I mean, that's one way. But you, you, you get what I'm saying? saying. Like, people, people know you for yeah. that and everything. So, so it's hard to know if someone's kind of genuine in that change or are you just doing it for a money grab? Yeah. Because yeah. your old stuff is getting old. Yeah. So it, yeah, no, I definitely feel what you're saying. And, like, that's the thing. We can't know ever if he's actually genuine or not. But, I mean, like, at the same time, like, that's not my place to judge. The fact that yeah. he might be trying is, like, okay, I'll get behind it. If you might be trying. And we, you really we pretty much, we hey, pretty much touched we pretty much touched on the album or the previous album. I kind of want to touch right. on the campaign that's going on right now yeah. with him yeah, into coming into the presidential, you know, debates, mad late, making us look bad and all that. Like, I'm just uncomfortable with it because we're not going to dismiss the fact that he's still buddy buddy with the joke that's in the office right now. Mm-hmm. So, if he get in, if he get in office, it's just going to be another joke. And I'm and I, like I said, I'm not too keen on any presidential uh, presidential candidate, but not Kanye West especially. <laughs> like, like I'm not neither Trump neither Kanye. I really don't like Joe neither Biden, Biden. but and yeah. it's just it's it's just bro. And like what. What is what is behind it? I just feel like it's something behind it. I think for Kanye, mm-hmm. the story of his life has been he's always wanted to do what someone has told him he can't do. Of course. So even if you go back to Kanye with the polo and the backpack, like his whole yeah. thing was, I'm a producer, but I can rap too. Yeah. And they were like, no, no, no you can't. You're a producer. And yeah. he, he dropped out and apparently he can rap. Right. Then he moved on to a space of, man, I can sell clothes. They were like, no, yeah. you can't sell clothes. You're a rapper. And he's like, right, bet, watch me. Yeah. And then he go to selling clothes and he find out, he's like, okay, I want to move more. Like, I want to own my stuff. And yeah. they're like, nah, bro, you don't belong in corporate America. Yeah. Yeezy comes yeah. in and pretty much he's really, I am a guy. And this is whoopty woo this, whoopty woo that. This about corporate America. And then, you know, go through that change. Well, he also went through his heartbreak phase too. That's yeah. a little different. But outside of that, but then, yeah, but pretty much the story has always been, Kanye's attitude has just always been, I'm going to do what you say I can't. Right. And shoot. They say he couldn't win no Grammys. He got the most Grammys. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's going to be a rapper. He's a rapper. Yeah. He can sell clothes. He sells clothes. Bro, we so got to put... Like, what's we, next? Facts. We definitely got to uh, put that clip of... Uh, I guess I guess I'll never know. I guess we'll never know. I guess we'll never know. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think Kanye, his whole lane is just always trying to find a new lane pretty much. Yeah. And then once he gets, gets into that lane, he's like, all right, I want to go do this now. But then <laughs> on top of that, we got to yeah. like... Issue the fact of his mental health because like that's been a clear staple of the past what five years mm-hmm. and five plus years. we got him like and not saying that you can't be emotional during a campaign or any or not saying that he can be can't be emotional at all but the video that we shared I shared with y'all about his campaign which is like what does this have to do with being the president yeah. <laughs> like he was talking about his him his father wanted to abort him and. Mm. Something about his daughter, and it's like he he crying during the presidential campaign. It looks like it's all teenagers there. Is looking for a pop up shop. It's like, mm. bro, what is this really? What is what is this really? So the the it's just the message is always convoluted with Kanye, and it hasn't been cleared up since since I don't know when. Honestly, he learned at a he learned at an early time, and his success that controversy sells. <laughs> like yeah, con- controversy, controversy creates cash, create money. Like, yeah. Long as your face is on the screen, they talking, talking about you. It don't matter what they're talking about, but they talking. I mean, exactly. 
That's free advertisement. Because mm-hmm. in the, uh, his little campaign speech, didn't he mention something like Harriet Tubman didn't free this lady yeah. or whatever? Just went back to working for more white people. Yeah. How you feel about that statement? What's that got to do with presidency? <laughs> that's, that's, that's my blanket. No, that's my blanket statement about that. Uh-huh. But I mean, in some ways, there could be truth to that. Mm-hmm. But like, because essentially, like, yeah, of course, but they were still like free to a certain extent. Like, of course, they had to work to like you know support their own livelihood at this point. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't slavery. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, it pretty much was though. I'm not defending what Kanye was saying, mm-hmm. but it's a lot of time Kanye says stuff, and I get the premise of what he's trying to say, but he just didn't say it. So yeah. in this right. situation, I think what he's referring to is you know mm-hmm. once the slaves were freed and everything, you know Juneteenth will, will be out here, yeah. and everything. Once that happened, slavery kind of like molded into a form of like. Well, what slavery was, it yeah. moved to like you know crop sharing and everything, and the whole thing was okay. You work for me, you're not gonna make no money, but you'll get food, like yeah. you'll eat and everything. So like it's a, basically another set of it's another uh, form. Yeah, it was basically it was just another form of slavery. And we know from that it evolves all the way to where we are now to yeah. a certain extent. So there's some truth in it, but the way he puts it is terrible. <laughs> yeah, it puts it the same. <laughs> I just think from my opinion, I think he was just trying to talk about the era in which like black people after slavery was still working for white men and women, but not getting, you know, profited fairly, yeah. not getting, you know, just basically still living like a slave without being called a slave. Yeah. Basically. So I think that's where he was trying to get at, but Kanye has the best talent for saying the wrong thing. Okay. <laughs> all, all the time. That's the good time. way of putting it. <laughs> That's only and, that and it's crazy how the thing that we, we used to champion him for is now becoming his demise. Mm-hmm. Like we used to like appreciate, you know, everybody appreciates the rebel. Everybody appreciates the the underdog, the you know, the one that doesn't come over. But like now it's like, okay, you getting too old. <laughs> when you getting too old and you have too much influence. Mm-hmm. And I also think it's kind of a it's kind of a mindset that we have too of a a stay in your lane kind of mindset that we all have yeah. about certain things because we sure. see like a musician or or athlete or something start talking about something that we don't necessarily like you know rock with we're kind of like oh yeah. what you doing bro like stop go back to what you was doing yeah. and like the the whole it, everything about Kanye the whole thing's always man I miss the old Kanye bro I miss yeah. the old Kanye. And what was the old Kanye really like? Like you just say, he's always been a rebel. He's always been yeah. outspoken. It's just a matter of what he talks about yeah. and everything. So it's like, which is why I said before, the old Kanye will never happen. No, it will never happen. No, because he's, he'll never go back to that space. He'll never go back to that point in time where he was Southside Chicago, yeah, rocking the polo and the backpack, hustling, trying to make beef and everything, I mean, and trying to get your name out as a rapper. What people don't understand is, well, when we talk about these musicians and we say, "Oh, I miss this old music. Right. I miss this old stuff and that stuff," a lot of these people' music come from the place that they were in at that time. I mean, so it's like it's not it's not too often those artists can recreate. That yeah. you know that feel that emotion that space. and the ones that can or the ones yeah. that get goaded, immortalized. Jay Z yeah. <laughs> and yeah, like yeah, Jay Z to even yeah. pop, pop stars, Michael Jackson. They get goaded just because any song they put out, you can t- it takes it takes them and it even can take you back to that point in their life. Yeah, that and that always reminds me of my, my Tyler the Creator argument because uh you know early Tyler Creator you know you didn't even have to listen to his music to know that what his music was about mm. and like this man got banded from a whole a whole country. Before like before he was even famous, famous because of his uh his musical content, 
now he evolved. He's not living in the same life no more. He's not as spiteful as he was. He he does he make he makes better quality music now mm-hmm. because he grew up. He but this man's almost thirty now. Right. So I kind that's kind of the case for like every artist. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah, can't talk about at thirty what you was talking about at twenty one. I mean, exactly. <laughs> uh, I mean, if it sells still, I'll go for it. But right, <laughs> Kanye has always tried to change lanes, even from the very beginning. None of his albums are the same. None so, of them. You can't. None if, of them. If none of his albums are the same, you can't really expect him himself to even be like the Facts. same person that we saw. The same this, person, and that's you know? what makes him so. And that's why it's just hard to just forget, or you know, because you know, like moments like this when he's doing stuff that's you know not. What's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Like acceptable? Not ex- yeah, exactly. <laughs> simply not. When you doing some something, something simply not acceptable, like you try to like ignore it and hopefully they just go away. Mm-hmm. But Kanye has been so prominent in my life musically and even like I said in, in other in other aspects as well. It's just hard because like mm-hmm. this this man he was the he was the kid from the go just right. trying to make <laughs> just trying to make it into the dough. Mm-hmm. And like for people like him, I kind of I believe you are who you are in your music, pretty much. Yeah, well, at least for someone like Kanye, very narcissistic. Yeah, he clearly doesn't have everything together up top, right? And everything he clearly spazzes out and loses it, whether it's mental illness or whatever it may be. He clearly has this moment where it just he doesn't he doesn't think Kanye is. So I don't really go looking at Kanye comments or interviews and I mean I do judge him to an extent but I don't really go in there and be like oh my god he's disgusting or he's this he's yeah. that and everything it's like whatever conclusion I came through from his music that's what I think of who Kanye who is. is from his music yeah. I just like I said he's black man from South Chicago who came up the hard way mm-hmm. he's dealt with heartbreak and I feel like his heartbreak has really taken a toll on his life whether it was Amber Rose yeah. uh, his, his mom his dying, mom and dying. And yeah. Yeah. I feel like those two things really took a real hard impact on his life and whatever and you get fired out of control from those things yeah. and, then, and then you get a a with I love being bipolar, yeah, that, that the Yay album or whatever, mm-hmm. and yeah, that makes sense. And then what? You're you're married into the Kardashian family, and yeah, shoot, that can't be easy. So it's like, a headache by yeah, <laughs> Pub- publicized all the time, all day, every day. Yeah. So when you're marrying that, you expect your life to be like if your life is already like this, mm-hmm. it's gonna be ten times that. You got money, it's gonna be double that. Is so that, it's like it's it's unescapable. So when you're living that kind of lifestyle I kind of actually commend him because yeah. like you said when you're married into a Kardashian family whose yeah. life is constantly in the Probably spotlight size, it's yeah. only going to bring more to you yeah. and Kanye's kind of done a good job outside of like when he speaks out talking yeah. about politics and everything he's and that's a good job of keeping his head down. and honestly that might just and we talk about this and like I, I, don't get me wrong I'm very very concerned about this man's mental health because like you just never those, we got so many horror stories mm-hmm. about people ending their lives or you know stuff happening in the end um, what was I gonna say with that? This might be his therapy, <laughs> essentially, because mm-hmm. he might he might feel like in that house he don't got nobody to talk to. But then as soon as the microphone's pointed his way, somebody gonna yeah, he gonna say yeah, yeah. he gonna say what he regards right. his shit. Say what's on his mind. Yeah. Oh no. But as far as him running for president, I mean, I'm not voting. No sir, him. no sir. I'm not voting. I mean, yeah, nah, yeah. no chance. Maybe if you would have asked me back in 2014, oh yeah, all day <laughs> every day. <laughs> right. But this him now, nah, I'm not voting for Kanye. Yeah. Anything you got, Josiah? Oh, yeah. I had to think for a second because I heard Chris said he didn't want to vote for Kanye. I was like, yeah, that, that sounds about right. So it took me a minute to actually like respond to that in real time because I had to think that in my head first. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I think I'm down with y'all on that. 
I don't think you can vote for Kanye. Not the fact that like I don't like the guy. Like I like Kanye. Nothing's wrong with him in my eyes. Well, besides the obvious stuff that he usually does, but I just think that we need to leave the politics to politicians at this point in time, at least. There's not everybody that can do that type of job. And especially, like you said, with Kanye's headspace not always being all together, I don't think that's a good job to be leading the country. Speaking of leaving the politics to politicians, this, what's the word? I'm about to so, say, because that argument started to get out the window, too, because yeah. the, one that's running our, yeah. the, the one that's running our government right now is not a politician. Yeah. It's <laughs> not even that. It's just kind of who these politicians are. Yeah. Because they nasty, too. You know, the, uh, <laughs> What was the name of the civil rights uh, leader who just recently John what, John Lewis John Lewis who just recently died R.I.P. and uh, yeah. while they were talking about him, I just kind of got to thinking just like how he lived through that whole you know just the civil rights and, and civil everything rights era yeah, yeah. In the 60s and everything right and, you know you see him now he moved up into politics and like yeah. he's in high places in the White House mm-hmm. and everything and he was a whole congressman I thought yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think one thing people don't really think about is once we think about those times of civil rights and we think about Martin Luther King and everything, and we don't really we think about what they could have been today and everything, mm-hmm. but we also on mm-hmm. the other hand, we don't really think about the other side that was going on during that time—the races, yeah, know, the white people, the of people course. who were like you know out on the streets beating beating our fellow black people of and course. everything. We don't take right. time to think about well, what did they grow up and become? Like <laughs> these people just didn't right. die. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't. They didn't. Low key, they right next to him. Yeah, they're right next to They right next to him. It's not even low key. People didn't die off after 1968. Like, they went up in the high places just like uh, Mr. Lewis did. Yeah. So, that just kind of got, well, when Josiah said, lead the politics of politicians, that just kind of made me think like, a lot of these politicians are pretty much, are probably a good 60% of people who were in those civil rights during the civil rights era. And 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 just the state of the world, you can see that. Mm -hmm. You can still see that these same people that was, you know, being you can tell it's a split side. Mm-hmm. It's a split side because as you see what's going on in the state of the world right now, but essentially there's I, I don't see a fix. <laughs> like of course there's cha- a lot of changes that can be made and need mm-hmm. to be made, but as far as a fix to it, it a fix in totality, mm-hmm. I just I don't, yeah I'm gonna say I don't think there is an immediate fix other than yeah. like just. Just the change, the changing of the generations yeah. or whatever. Because like what we that's do, all yeah. can we, be fixed. Yeah, I say we do see now where there's like the young, the uh, younger, they know younger generation they of the, uh, you know of those descendants of the other side. Yeah, they are like standing with us for the on the front part lines and on the front lines of yeah. fighting for us and everything. So I feel like probably not within the next generation, but if we do, you know, make it. About two, three generations down. Right. It should definitely be, hopefully, definitely be a better place. I'm pretty sure our ancestors was like two, three generations ago saying the same thing. Yeah. Like by the time we get here, it should it should definitely be better. So I kind of feel like we're restating what they probably said. Yeah. But yeah. just the way things do look and how we do have the support from a, a bigger percentage of the other side, I could see things changing at some point. Yeah. But I think there's always like it's gonna come to these politicians because back to my original thing, I just feel like a lot of these politicians were the same people who were on the grounds in the 60s and everything closing down you know right. our our grandfathers uncles cousins sisters aunties and yeah. stuff like that okay yeah so, i definitely agree with what you're saying but i think more of the term of like politician at least to me is like you know someone who actually understands how this world works in the way of politics like how to actually use your words correctly oh, they i wouldn't exactly say it's like the people like yeah definitely like the people in office right now i mm. think it's just more of the people who know what to say and mm-hmm. how to do it right. Mm-hmm. I think that's like my definition of a politician, at least. Mm-hmm. 
And then, like, this whole, like, having clowns in office ain't new. Like, Trump ain't the first non-politician to be president. Sure. We had a whole actor as president. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, I mean it's different people like it before. Reagan left, too, so. Yeah. So, I don't know. Crime is pretty high. More of the story. I'm not voting for Kanye. Either way, I'm still not voting for Trump either. Uh, I mean, honestly, it's, no, not, it's, it's not too many people I would vote for this yeah. election. Like, everyone's on the Biden, Biden train. train. I'm not really on the Biden, Biden train. train. Right. And, and I'm, I'm not on, on the Bernie train, train either because, because I mean, uh, I know, well, yeah. He, dro- he dropped out every year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's yeah. old. He like, old, 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 old. And we know, if one thing we know about being in the office, it ages you a Yeah. We saw with Obama. Obama. Yeah. So, I don't know. That man went to looking 24 to 84. Exactly. And I don't know how much more age Bernie got him. I mean, I I can't, can't, can't get a good president for once and then. Yeah, yeah, I'm not for it. Hey, but I always tell people though, if you try to vote, just vote for the lesser of the evils. That's, that's all you really can do. Yeah, because lesser of the evil still evil. Yeah. <laughs> it don't matter. Hey, bro, you can't waste your votes out here. You don't got an opinion though. You can't skip a vote. Pick between two evils. Pick between the lesser of two evils. Ain't gonna help me, bro. <laughs> hey, bro, that's how the world works, though. You gotta pick the lesser two worlds. Domination, but this person only wants country domination. Hey, bro, and it's and and I feel like and there's more than two. So don't always feel like you have to vote for one of the two. No, just the best person you think is available. And in, in lighter news, we're going to talk about Kanye's uh, polar opposite. That boy, Drizzy. <laughs> oh, Drizzy Drake. Yes, sir. Oh, boy. This man dropped, uh, he dropped two singles with DJ Khaled recently. Mm-hmm. One called Grease. The other called Popstar. I, I like one. I don't like the other one. And, I, and hopefully, I don't hear that again in my life. And I would be okay if I don't. I love Pop. I love, I was about to say, I love Popstar. Mm-hmm. Popstar. Is horrible in, in the words in the words of Black Youngster. Horrible. <laughs> it's just we heard that from Drake a lot. We've heard that same like uppity flow that he's been like that more aggressive flow that he I probably pretty much adopted ever since like uh, if you're reading this too late. We've heard that. Grease he did something different. Now Chris Chris and. Millions others <laughs> say he sounds like the weekend. I personally think he sounds like Frank Ocean when he does that voice changer thing. But issue your statement. Look, the more you listen to it, you can definitely see the distinction. Like, okay, this is not a book. Like your first spin around on it. Like you were like when I was listening to it, I was in the car. That worked. Yeah. So my first time listening to it, like, I went through the whole song, and, and after it was over, I was just like. Song is great, don't get me wrong. The song the outro is amazing. Uh Josiah, you heard you heard either of the two tracks yet? Yeah, I heard Popstar. It sounded like more like a hard club type song to me, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I just feel like, yeah, Drake has definitely been dabbling in some different stuff lately. I knew you do not disturb Drake back. Do not disturb an emotionless Drake. Story, storytelling Drake. Storytelling Drake. That's what I need. I feel that. Well, grease, grease is decent. Grease is, I, I needed that. I needed. I, I, I needed grease in my library. I ain't even gonna lie. But that kind of takes me back, like, because 
once again, those are DJ Khaled singles with Drake, quote unquote, featuring on them. So, like, how do y'all feel about DJ Khaled just plastering his name and, like, his history with Drake? Because y'all know, okay, so we talked about this, kind of talked about this the other day. So, like, you know, he had I'm On One mm-hmm. with Drake and a few other artists. Y'all know how about how I feel about the song for free. Mm-hmm. I hate that song. Should never been made. I like it. <laughs> I, I, that's the only opinion that I run with Kanye. He was like, that song's so good. It shouldn't be on the radio. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's not good. It just shouldn't be on the radio. But I hate for free. And these two songs are cool. I, I can't really think about no other DJ Khaled Drake songs, but I'm pretty sure there's more. So I can't, I've been trying to look up like a timeline of DJ Khaled Drake songs, but there's no such thing. Oh, uh, nah. Uh, DJ Khaled made mostly got on mostly just from working with people out of Young Money, period. Like, yeah. m- Young Money and Wayne made Nicky, music. Yeah. Exactly. That's so true. That's where he made his uh, staple yeah. on. Because I do remember, like, what, probably like around mm-hmm. 2008, maybe. Just uh, think about that when we, he... that we taking over. So yeah, that's, that's, that's early, early, yeah. Khaled, and that was the whole, we the best and everything. Yeah. Even back then, I thought it was like, Little rumors were like he was like Fat Joe's brother. Yeah, like well, that. he was a part of his uh, terror squad. Yeah, yeah. They was real close and everything. And then, uh, he apparently with DJ Khaled. After yeah. that, he had to well, well, that's more that's more music with him. Mm-hmm. So, that was just rough. That was just rough. Yeah. But yeah, pretty much he just started. Fascinated. But I see how you can think that because yeah. that's what his anthems kind of yeah, center around like, that kind of sound. Mm-hmm. And like, and it's weird because like, like Chris said, I, I didn't even think about that till now. That was a good uh, point that you brought up. He mostly brings up or mostly uses uh, Maybach music and um young money. and young money artists and like he'll throw in like a T Pain or a Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> but now the- like you see him like he got the Migos on songs now yeah. and he's venturing off. Of, well, you know, DJ Khaled is the definition of mainstream. Yeah, whatever is hot right now. Yeah, whatever is hot right now, you best believe like. He got that song with Cardi being Twenty One Savage that I can't stand. Twenty, he just be putting people together. That I'm that like, don't match. sometimes <laughs> they match. Like I never thought that Gunna and Wayne would make a good song together, or Travis Scott and Post Malone. But like Cardi being like, I ain't gonna lie because they already got they already had that song, uh, that Barty or Cardi song, which mm-hmm. is good. I didn't need to hear that again. I did not have to hear that again. But yeah. I don't know. Some matches shouldn't just be, shouldn't be a thing. That's what happened when you become a big homie now. Like you back then, he got his name out. He was a little homie. Wayne and them all knew him. Yeah. Ross knew him. DJ. I mean, I'm Jake. Fat Joe knew him. So yeah, once the young boys start coming in, once Drake got in with young money, Wayne probably hooked them up and everything. Yeah. Like this man had Lil Baby, Jeremiah, J Balvin, the Latino artist, mm-hmm. and uh, Meet Me All in One Song. Makes me mad about what? DJ Khaled is. I mean, he is a producer. So, but it's like, is he is he actually making these? Beats? No, he's just composing. See, that's my question. He's just that's co- the thing no. That me the wrong way DJ Khaled is just a composer. Yeah, because I feel like y'all know that last uh, Tory Lanez album that came out like last year that uh, Chicks Take Five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like DJ Khaled disrespects people like how Tory Lanez put Chris Brown on his own <laughs> song. Like that rubs me the wrong way for some reason. Like you say this is your song and he's on it as a feature and it just rubs me the wrong way. And I, and I can't get behind DJ Khaled because of that. Like he do make some fire songs sometimes, but I'm like, is that really you though? Like is it you? He just, well, he just like, I kind of watched the video how he like does his thing, should I say? Like he'll get he'll hear a beat with that one of his producers because he like mess with all the uh, the in house production groups and um 
he'll get a beat and he'll be like, oh, I want this on that. I want this on that. Like, I watched the video of how he made uh, the song Shine with uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce. Like, he was at Jay-Z's house. Uh, he was at, like, he was in the studio with Jay-Z, played that song for him. And then Jay-Z was like, I like that beat. Jay-Z took the song with him. And then him and Beyonce jumped on the beat. And then DJ Khaled was like, okay, we're going to put this out. I'm going to clear the record. And uh, Jay-Z wanted the record to be cleared already because he was like, what you doing? You going you gonna to give me this song, but you ain't going to clear the record because you know Jay-Z all about his business. Mm-hmm. If, you, if, you ain't, if your business ain't orderly, Jay-Z has a thin, thin amount of patience for you. Mm-hmm. So, like, it just shows you, like, all this man really is a composer, mm-hmm. which is needed in, in the music world, but... Right. How much credit he gives himself is just nasty. Yeah, that whole thing, that used to make me so mad. I was like, bro, I can do this. Like, I can yes, do this. You can. <laughs> Anybody can. But like, I didn't want to be like that if he was indeed like making the beats and everything. Like, yeah. nah, and like, he, and he, I'm pretty sure he has some production credit, like here, tweaks here and there. Like, oh, I don't want this. I want this right there, which is all a part of production. But. That's why I just I always call him a composer, a modern urban composer. I always like that word urban, but yeah. Let lesson of the day, it's always about who you know, not what you know. Facts. Because clearly DJ Khaled is a prime example of who you know. And I just feel like like I said before, I feel like I can do what he's doing. And it's just like how how do some of these people fall into these situations where it's just like Oh yeah, I know a dude who best friends with Wayne. Or yeah, my my big homie like worked with Jay Z. My little homie worked with Ross or whatever. Like how how do you get in these circles? <laughs> like without necessarily being one of the people in the circles. <laughs> how are you like? I I would pay to be on the outside, like just right outside the circle looking in. Trapping. How do you get to that point? Trapping. That's true. <laughs> trapping, <laughs> like you got, bro. Trapping is low key the the number one networking tool of hip hop, more so. Uh, it is because everybody get put on. Like Atlanta, perfect yeah. example. Like uh, I can see a like I can see your point for Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta is definitely one where all of them know each other because they trap. Yeah, like all of them know each other from trapping. But it's, who needs a LinkedIn when you can trap? <laughs> But, but still, still it's like, like you you, you, thought, you think DJ Khaled really out here Well, DJ Khaled, well, I know his backstory just because you know I'll be watching stuff. But he was like he was a popular DJ, and uh, I believe in Florida. Oh, Miami. So yeah, that's how he got the and, he, and, and originally he was on radio. Mm-hmm. So then you know, like back then the local Florida radio, they would always go to DJ Khaled to like break their new songs. Like you had Trick Daddy mm-hmm. and Trina. Break uh, having DJ Khaled break her break their songs or whatever, and then ultimately you get that clout, mm-hmm. and then that gets you to the music industry, right? Which is why I'm doing what I'm doing. <laughs> which is why I'm trying to be next on that. But no, nah. but, but I'm not trying to be no like I would never want to just claim and make a whole compilation album with all different artists and mm-hmm. make that my thing. I'd rather be like a a t- talent developer or like mm-hmm. a or like an A&R. That's my bag. I, I could never do what yeah. he's doing. I wouldn't care. <laughs> I would not care. If you're making the money, he making it. Yeah. And the endorsements, like, the endorsements alone. Yeah, this man is set. <laughs> How we complain about him doing nothing, I bet he'll silly. He'll glad like, and I'm getting paid to do it. Too. Right. Like, like, I'm getting paid to do it. Like, that's what I want to be. But it's a, I don't know. 
I just don't think you can have that lifestyle in St. Louis. Of course. Oh no, definitely <laughs> yeah, not. Because where are you gonna get it from? Yeah, you can't. Yeah. They're like. It's so hard to start. So the starting point in St. Louis, like I'm not saying it's impossible not to start, but the starting po- point in anything media yeah. related in St. Louis is so hard. It's and like way how, lower than yeah, most places. Yeah. yeah, and like how how you were saying with people from Atlanta, like for their for like pretty much Atlanta rappers when they get into the rap, well, trying to get into the rap game, like you said before, it mostly comes from now. Their networking comes from trapping. So like, yeah, little baby. Put on all his home, but, but Lil Baby put on my gun, put on by Young Thug, put on by Gucci. First off, kids, trapping is bad. Trapping is very bad. Do not, do not trap. Uh, teach do not his do own. It. We do not promote it. Teach his own. But since we're on the Rogue One podcast, we have to talk about it because it is a real thing. Teach his own. Anyway, <laughs> right, we're not, not a trapper. I'm not. not I'm never trapped and never will. I am as square as it can be, but at the end of the day, teach his own. But I know what I'm saying. It's, it just feel like the stories with these, it feel like they have so much of a respect for each other at such an early, like, what's the. A early start to where they're trying to go, you know what I mean? Right. So like, little yeah, baby and Gunna had a respect for each other when they were both broke, or like Black has respect for like the Migos or Woody Woo back and forth because mm-hmm. they knew each other when they were broke. Yeah. And everything, but I feel like an area like here in St. Louis, people can know you when you broke, but they still won't start like supporting you or messing with what you're doing until they see it starting. Until it's, uh, it's too late. Yeah. Until until it's, it's too late. late. Yeah. Until Metro Boomin is the I always credit Metro Boomin because like it's the hometown hero, but. He got out of St. Louis, yeah. went to Atlanta every weekend, started making beats for Future, Migos, all of them, and look where he is now. Mm-hmm. And he don't he not even he don't even live in St. Louis no more. He structured <laughs> out of New York yeah. and uh and Atlanta. So I'm getting out of St. Louis, bro. <laughs> I mean, it's a, bro, I say it almost every whether it's music or you in high school doing sports. I'm like, if you got that to like get out, because yeah. like me and me and Kenny always used to get uh. Get on people because like you'll see these kids that's in these high schools projected to be like you know top like top yeah. kid. I know this is a little off topic, but just like top kids projected to go to like big schools and everything. But then they're like, I want to stay here and go to SLU or I want to yeah. go to Mizzou and put my city on. I'm like, no, I, I understand your mission, but that you can't accomplish that mission by yeah. staying home. Like you have to go somewhere yeah. and then come back. Yeah. Like, then come back to help. Yeah, yeah they're gonna like like it, it's really. Nelly is probably the outlier where he got it from within the city and like got on then was able to move out and stayed and stayed, and stayed, and stayed, yeah, yeah. And stayed in the city that's like, true everyone want to be that or everyone want to be what like LeBron is to Cleveland and everything right. but if reality is like I mean that's rare I, that's rare that's a like, rarity if you want to help your city like go with go do what you got to do and then come back and help it yeah. but back to the right. circling around to my grand scheme of my grand scheme of what I was saying I just feel like here in St. Louis, like I said before, it's just they won't rock with you until they see the notoriety. Mm-hmm. Like St. Louis is show me the results and then you have my support. Yeah, Not, the show give you my show support. me state. Yeah, so show, <laughs> show me state, bro. Show me then I'll support you. Yeah, I'll support you and then right. we're gonna show it together. But in reality, like Thanks. if you support them from the start, then both of y'all can build on that together. And that's been the story with Atlanta people since. 2000 yeah. <laughs> maybe before that For like sure. they start acting about them together and work with each other and whoever yeah. make it first then they pulling up the if, rest. It, if it wasn't for if it wasn't for andre 3000 saying at the source awards atlanta got something to say the mm-hmm. down south got something to say mm-hmm. <laughs> where would we be at today right. 
Because we can say that statement right there put that put them on. That yeah, put people on yeah. Out. I mean, and not and not, exactly and not, and like that statement didn't. In a sense, Atlanta brought everybody else with them because you got artists from Texas after they said that coming out. Mm-hmm. So, it, like, if he would have excluded to Atlanta, I don't know what that is. It was the fact that he said the South. Mm-hmm. And that's when everybody, because in a sense, up. Texas is the same way. Mm-hmm. So, everybody get on with each other. So, the Midwest. <laughs> yeah. And that's the problem because we, we want to be like as stingy like New York so bad, mm-hmm. but then we want to be so loving like people in California. Like, right. we, we try to, it's the, it's the, the multiple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a dual. It's a duality. It's a false duality in St. Mm-hmm. Louis. Mm-hmm. But that's all I have for the juicy topics. Uh, shit, what y'all been watching? <laughs> what? What? There's nothing to watch. I mean, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, but I mean, Netflix. Watch, like, Netflix still been coming hot. They've been still coming hot, like with certain things. The, uh, like, did y'all watch the Last Dance? I know we were, we was kind of off air once it was going on. I didn't watch it yet. I want to, but I went up to like five episodes so far. Mm-hmm. It's on Netflix now. Oh, it's on Netflix now. Yeah, it's on Netflix. I, well, now. I got my reason mm-hmm. to watch it now. So, bro, by the time we got off air, Disney Plus was probably at its peak. They started slowing down with their content, of course, because of COVID. I feel like they had to stop production on certain things, obviously. But like, I know they just like the best thing that they put out recently was Hamilton. I've been hearing a lot of good stuff about that. Mm-hmm. But I've been watching a whole a lot of old stuff on Disney Plus. I'm about to re-download Hulu because I'm about to start Snowfall. At least a reason to start Snowfall. I, I didn't watch Money Heist. Uh, when is Snowfall coming back? That's the show I need. Whenever production starts up. Bro, so what, what season coming up? Is it season four that's coming up? Hey, bro, you tell me. This your show? Oh, I thought you were finished with it. I no, no, no. I said I'm starting it. Oh, you said you started starting it. Starting it, yeah. But yeah I, think, yeah, I think they got season four coming up. Yeah, it's season four. I got, I got mad shows and yeah, cues that I need free. to start watching. That's actually a show I got to start too. Yeah, been hearing some good things about Snowfall. It's great, bro. But that's so legit. Like I said, all the movies that we would have seen by now, all the games that would have been out right now, it just kind of hurt, bro. I might restart Snowfall tonight. Hey, <laughs> but yeah, that is true. We missing out on a lot of stuff. Me and Josiah, we didn't get the full season of Flash. Yeah, we got. There's been a lot of heartbreaks in TV lately. <laughs> I know Supernatural hasn't finished yet because this is going to be their last season. They didn't finish yet, mm-hmm. but the hundred came back, bro. I watched. I, I said, forget it. This is for Josiah. I was like, bro. I'm gonna do a watch because I never finished season six because I couldn't. It was it was just so filler to me. I watched a recap video of season six, finished that, and you know me, I, I wait till they hit uh, Netflix. But this is the last season of uh, the hundred, so I'm I'm patiently waiting for you know all the episodes to drop so I can watch it as one. But it's like hard to enjoy it during a pandemic. <laughs> I haven't I haven't been watching it. Pandemic been, makes everything hard. Yeah. I've been watching reruns of Martin and my wife and kids. Yeah. <laughs> and old bro, NBA games still. Bro, those shows are greatness. Every day. <laughs> that I, I love watching those shows kind of like back, well, not really back to back, but like I, if I finish watching my sets of Martin shows, I go watch uh, my wife and kids. Yeah. I don't know why I got like preset in my head. In my head, the storyline went mm-hmm. that Martin and Gina got married. They got a divorce. And then that's when she met, you know, Michael. And then got married. She, she is, yeah, that makes sense. She married Michael, and then they had kids and everything. Hey, that's a good fan theory. <laughs> that, that, that's my storyline besides the real one where, you know, stuff got weird on set. Entanglement. They couldn't work, yeah, they couldn't work. <laughs> Entanglement's happening. Entanglement. Entanglement. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you got to work. Shout out to the Entanglement. No, let me stop. Which, um, which one you did with better, though? Martin or my wife and kids? Me, personally, I enjoy my wife and kids. And the long run of things, I'll say Martin. 
Yeah. Me personally, I, I, I think I like my wife and kids, but uh, you can definitely tell those are two shows from two different points in time. Even though may, maybe they're, those shows are probably like probably like six years apart, maybe if not. More, Obviously, yeah. yeah probably, I probably said the most like ten. Yeah, <laughs> at the most ten years apart. But you can just tell because even with my wife and kids, just the way it's shot, they're either in the house, in the car, or they're actually at a park somewhere where Martin mostly just takes place in his apartment. In his apartment yeah. But is there something about those kind of old sitcom shows that just takes place in, like, one area? I kind of like those, like the Fresh Prince and everything. Yeah. Like, I kind of rock with those more than I do than the shows that started to come out after the turn of the century. Yeah. And we start getting more, like, what's the word I look for? Uh, they Just get more cinematic with sitcom yeah, shows. for sure. Yeah. I just like the little simplicity. Like, you got a... As of now, within the past like ten years, you got Big Bang Theory where they like. There's typically one apartment, mm-hmm. but they're not afraid to be you know go everywhere, which kind of stemmed from uh Friends because mm-hmm. Friends was you know mostly being one apartment, but they would flop flat, but like flop you know back between flat. multiple apartments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely see what you mean with that because I mean it kind of gives you a more linear like the less. The less you see visually, less is, less it, it makes it more, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, minimalism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, it makes dialogue stronger because you got to stay in that area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think Martin's like 12 times funnier than uh, my wife and kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah I, I just, I, I just, I, I feel like I watch my wife and kids thoroughly more than I did Martin because I, I recent, like, uh, recently got to rewatch my wife and kids and it's, I, mm-hmm. It's funny. <laughs> I didn't even like Martin as a kid because I always I, I didn't understand it. Yeah, I used to always group Martin in together with like the Jamie Foxx show, Fresh Print and Fresh mm-hmm. Prince. So I used to always just rank those. Like I pretty much just not assume, but I pretty much just took those up at like the same. As the show. same thing. So I just yeah. didn't watch Martin yeah. just because like I'm already watching these other two. Like can't get, and, it can't and, get too much funnier. Will Smith and Jamie Foxx. And the real reason why I haven't really got too deep on like Martin and like why I can't I can't tell you that I sat here and watched every episode of uh, Fresh Prince. I'm an old head, so like I like good times. I like Sanford and Son. I got old parents, so like that's <laughs> that's the kind of type of bag that I'm in. I like the old old shows. <laughs> I would say the Cosby Show, but um, no, mm, no, 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 sir, no, sir. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was gone. Yeah, that, that's that's my bag. Mm-hmm. But other than that, you know, what I'm saying, boys still listen to music. What I listen, I listen to. Um, I, I, got, I feel like eventually I got to listen to Juice Juice World's album because I've been hearing a lot of stuff about that. But it's still hard for me to listen to the subject matter. Mm-hmm. And I found out how this man. We've come to find no, out yeah. how this man died. Overdosing. So. I'm still listening to Pop Smoke album. Um, Joey Badass dropped some stuff. Like, I don't know if y'all interested in him. He dropped some stuff recently. Uh, it was like a three pack. Summer Walker, you know what I'm saying? Came out with a little, with a little AP. I've been, I've been cycling a lot of stuff. If it hadn't been sports related, yeah. Or. I'm going to give you an album a week. Week to listen I'm gonna to. give y'all an album a week to listen to. About to update us, so boy. <laughs> I'm down. Here we I go. Yeah, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna, you know, stretch y'all out too much. But I'm gonna give y'all like, a, it, it might be a song a week if a, like of a, a nice single come out. But I'm gonna give y'all an album a week. I've been running myself crazy with doing this, well, watching the same stuff I've been watching. Like I said, Martin, mm. my wife and kids. If I'm not watching one of those two shows, I'm either watching some some NBA highlights or NBA conspiracy videos. Yeah. If I'm not uh, watching that, I'm watching mock draft videos, doing a mock draft, getting my fantasy team together. Uh, 
I've been bored. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm definitely give y'all album a week. <laughs> I've been bored, bro. Hey, I, see, I even had time to grow dreads on me. I'm next. I mean, that's what he I'm says. Far, far. <laughs> I don't even. I don't know. Not everybody look good with dreads, here, so I don't think I'm gonna be one of those people. Hey, I didn't think I did either. All right, All right. I'm still working on it. I'm All still right. working on it. Well, other than that, you know what I'm saying? It's been a Rogue Ones podcast. Everybody wants to know what I would do if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know. Ow.